you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Well, hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. We have an amazing author on the show with us today. We're going to be talking to her and her amazing new book that just came out January 10th, 2023. And uh, the title of the book is Do This, Not That, which is probably the story of my life. Uh, Do This, <laughs> Not That, Career, What to Do. And not to do in 75-plus difficult workplace situations. Jenny Foss is on the show with us today. She's going to be sharing her uh, amazing breadth and expansive knowledge. Boy, I'm good with the verbs today, uh, as, as opposed to other days, uh, of her amazing new book and why you should order it up on wherever fine books are sold. But in the meantime, be sure to guilt and shame your family and friends to subscribe to the Chris Foss Show. Uh, tell them to go to youtube.com for it says Chris Foss, goodreads.com for it says Chris Foss, uh, and all those places on LinkedIn. The big LinkedIn newsletter is killing it. I don't know if you're aware, but the uh, LinkedIn newsletters uh, were made public, uh, started made public. You don't have to be connected to me to see the newsletter anymore. So um, those of you who have been avoiding on LinkedIn can now subscribe to it. And it's been exploding some more ever since they unlocked it, I think on the 13th of February, 2023, for those of you who are watching 10 years from now. Um, so uh, let's get into it. We've got Jenny Foss on the show, uh, not Voss, but Foss with an F. So that you don't, uh, you know, people always have a hard time with that V and that F. I don't know why. They, they always want to call me boss. Do they ever want to call you boss, Jenny? Jenny, they get confused. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bossy, Fossy. Yes. Yeah. They For go sure. right to the boss thing. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I kind of am and I kind of there. So Jenny Foss, as you can hear, is a job search strategist, long-term recruiter, and the voice behind the internationally recognized career website, Let's see, uh, Joe, jobjenny.com. My, I have a camera right in front of that. Uh, she is the author of the recently launched book we aforementioned by Simon and Schuster, and she has several career related courses available on LinkedIn Learning. So we're going to be talking some LinkedIn here as well. Welcome to the show, Jenny. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. If I can see around the camera that's in the middle of my screen. Uh, so give us your plugs, your dot coms again, where people can find you on the interwebs to get to know you better. Sure. Yep. Jobjenny.com is kind of home base. Um, certainly you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Learning under Jenny Foss. And um, uh, also I am at Jobjenny on Twitter. There you go. There you go. Uh, so uh, tell us uh, about the book. What motivated you want to write this book? I had an interesting experience, which I think a lot of authors don't have, for which I am very grateful. I got a call. I got an, actually it was an email. A call? That I got an, an email, email um, from someone at Simon & Schuster that said, we have this idea for a new series which it is a part of a series called mm. Do This, Not That. And we are going to create books around various life scenarios, 
among them career also on the same day as as do this not that career launched do this not that dating also launched oh really um, I did not get invited to write that one, but I was offered the opportunity to um, kind of throw my hat in the running as as the author of this book. And, and that I think is because I've been doing what I do as a, a recruiter, a career coach, um, a consultant for people at various levels of their careers for a long time. And I have also been a writer for a really long time. So in despite the fact that this was a crazy time of my life when they came to me, I mean, honestly, who is ever going to turn down the opportunity to write, uh, to write a book, but more importantly, write a book that I thought was, was a brilliant idea and something that's, that's going to be helpful for a lot of different people. There you go. And you've been on LinkedIn learning, helping people. Uh, did that prompt yes. their reach out from them? I think probably I have been, they call them authors. So I am a course mm -hmm. creator for LinkedIn learning mm -hmm. and I have done probably a dozen or so um, educational courses around various aspects of, of job search and career development. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking over some of your courses on LinkedIn, and I love LinkedIn Learning. Actually, I've, so I've do done I. a bunch of their courses, and it's it's really fun and insightful. And they they they're pretty. They're I mean, they're not all quick and easy, but they're I, they're easy to digest. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're easy to take in, and, and it gets right to the point. There's not a lot of fluff. It's like okay, here's what you need to do. I'm looking at some of your courses over on LinkedIn. Oh, one you uh, pulled almost two million learners. <laughs> Well, job search and career development is kind of universally challenging for people. Mm. And so I, I think even the, well, I know this because I work with them, even the, the smartest, the brightest, the highest level professionals, when it comes time to, to making a move, whether that's a move that you need to make career-wise or you want to move, make a move, it's challenging. You have a lot of questions. Yeah, it's probably very popular right now, especially with your book, with what's going on with, uh, you know, we're kind of going through the huge layoff period with the big tech that kind of seems to have overhired a little bit during COVID. Yes, yes. I, I mean, that is a, a big aspect of probably who is benefiting from this book so far are those who have unfortunately been a part of this wave of, of layoffs. Mm -hmm. Also, Chris, we're looking at um, a time period in which – I want to say on the heels of COVID, but are we, are we ever on the heels of COVID? I don't know. But having gone through the big wave of COVID, I, I know a lot of people have gotten to that spot where they're really rethinking, is this what I want to do professionally? And if no, what next? And so we have a lot of career pivoters right now um, and have over the last year or so. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's been a crazy, it's a crazy time we're going through right now where you have this kind of looming recession, but we have extraordinary powerful job market. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon if you understand what happened with people who retired early with COVID and uh, a lot of Gen Xers like uh, that basically said, uh, we're retiring early, we're cashing out our 401k and just we're going to go have fun with the rest of our lives. Um, we've had a few people on the show that talked about it, so it's pretty good. What what got you down this career path? What you got you started in advising people on what to do with their jobs, their careers? What was kind of some of the proponent behind that? 
Interestingly, I was a corporate marketing communications leader uh, mm -hmm. years ago, and I one day looked at the, my boss's job and my boss's boss's job and thought, you know, that's not really what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I happened to have a friend at that time who ran a small recruiting agency, and he was always coming by my office. He, his recruiting firm worked for my corporation. Mm -hmm the corporation I worked for. And he was always coming by my office saying, you'd be really good at this. When are you going to come and be a recruiter for us? And oh. so I had a moment in my corporate career where I just thought, I, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And I called him up and I said, all right, what does this entail? And what it entailed was a, a substantial pay cut, but an opportunity to learn a whole new career path, which really was meaningful for me because I've always really enjoyed, this is going to sound very cliche, but I've always really enjoyed helping people problem solve. Mm -hmm. and, and really a lot of what recruiting and career coaching is, is helping people problem solve and get to where they're trying to get. So from there, I started my own recruiting agency and then ultimately uh -huh. founded um, JobJenny.com, which is more supporting of individuals who are making career moves versus as a recruiter, you're working on behalf of corporations trying to fill open positions. So it shifted my focus more toward toward the people who are are really trying to figure this all out. And LinkedIn is a great resource for them. Uh, we love LinkedIn. I mean, I built a group from zero to 130,000 uh, over there uh, and over the course of years. Uh, you know, you, you have a great following on LinkedIn. So do I, um, I don't really talk about jobs so much, so it doesn't quite stick as, as much as uh, the job uh, people who, who talk about jobs, but, but still it's such a great resource um, it's still a great uh, connection place. I love LinkedIn. We've been really excited with the newsletter. Uh, and, and now that they've opened, I, I got the email that they were opening the newsletter to the public. And I was just like, thank you. Oh, my God. That's gosh. amazing. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn numbers... newsletters are, are underutilized, I yeah. believe, but yeah. extremely um, worthwhile. As a business owner, I have a LinkedIn uh, newsletter. And... I was astonished by how how much it, how quickly it grew and how engaged people are. If mm -hmm. you do it well, and hopefully, people feel that we are doing our LinkedIn newsletter well. I don't think anything. Um, I, I don't do anything well, but I do it enough often <laughs> and badly enough that people go, "Look at that! It's a car crash." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no. That's pretty much how my social media rolls. But no, you're right. It's 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 such a wonderful underappreciated space. Uh, I wish LinkedIn would get more love. I've been one of the p few people who have loved it over the years. You know, some of my social media influencers are like, no, LinkedIn, it's kind of uh, just for jobs. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's what I love about it. It's a very professional platform for the most part. I mean, there's a little for bit, the most part. there's a little bit there, but you know, it's, it's very different. We used to, we used to back in the day when the big powerhouses were Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn at the time. And they kind of seemed to dominate as the big kind of the big three. Uh, we would call Twitter is like being at the bar 
And Facebook is like being at your home and LinkedIn is like being at your office. So you're professional there. And then exactly. when you're at the bar, you're just a drunken menagerie of mess and doesn't seem like Twitter's changed much. Uh, <laughs> and then when you're home, you know, you're posting pictures of the kids for grandparents and stuff like that and whatever noise you want to make. Um, so yeah, it's really good. So let's get into the book. Uh, you, you wrote this to help people. Uh, with 75 plus different workplace situations and what to do and what not to do. Uh, give us some tease out. What are, what are some uh, things people are going to find in this book when they order it? What I love about this book is that it's super actionable. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of nonfiction books, self-help books, if you will, Sometimes they dwell a lot on the the theory and the what's behind it. And what I've discovered over the years in working with job seekers and people making career pivots is that they're really hungry for actionable tips. What do I do? How do I get unstuck? Or how do I even put together this plan? And so the book was designed to be incredibly actionable in immediate terms. And it's set up in five main sections. So whether you're looking to uh, land a new job or uh, have a good relationship or deal with your boss or get along with your coworkers um, or move up to the next level and be the boss. Um, or then there's a fifth section that's kind of a, a menagerie of things like what do you do if the if your coworker keeps stealing your food out of the fridge? Ah. I mean but but there's a lot of more serious topics related to if you have a micromanaging boss or if you have a problem with a client that you can't get through um, or you're dealing with a layoff. So the great thing about the book and what it really excited me about it when when Simon and Schuster came to me is it's a book that you can be in an immediate situation and be like, uh, I don't know what to do. Oh. Grab the book. It's a two page lesson. Every one of the, the lessons, and there are actually 81 of them is two pages long and set up in a way that says, do this. Don't do that. Think about this. Here are some things to say, say this, and then what maybe you can do going forward. And so the, and I think we as humans today, we really want very immediate solutions. We, mm -hmm. we are very conditioned to, to want instant everything. And, and this book does provide at least a starting point for people who need immediate answers or immediate support, which is, I really liked that about how the, how the book is structured. Yeah. Anytime you're trying to make your life better, you're, especially nowadays with when people are pressed for time. And of course they need to get back to watching TikTok videos, uh, for hours on end. Uh, my mother just discovered TikTok the other day. She, uh, watched <laughs> her, a friend of her sent her a video and she, then she, uh, told me that she spent two hours, uh, sucked into the vortex of, of, uh, TikTok. And, uh, sounds and, like my teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I, sounds like me too. I mean, during COVID, I was, consuming way too much of it. Um, so I, you, you mentioned a great thing. I'm looking at the format of the book and the format's beautiful and it gets right to the point. So, uh, you have, you know, here's an example here. You want to apply for a new job, but you aren't 100% of a fit. 
you've got do this. So you've got a list of about five ideas in this particular case. And so you've got some really actionable items like you mentioned there. And then what I love is on the other side, you have don't do this. Like don't don't, (laughs) don't do this or that. Here's, here's the bad part. Here's the good part. Don't, you know, so you can separate that. And then uh, you've got some actual items and, and uh, advice uh, on uh, how to do this, how to say this, what to think about it, perception and how you deal with it. And it's hard for people to navigate the job market. I mean, I, I come from the old world where, you know, you, you had a paper resume and you would come in and, you know, you'd, you'd go through, for us, you go through two or three interviews. Um, but, you know, back in those days, you know, sometimes you just interview once and people would hire you for whatever the job was. Uh, and then they'd later find out you lied on your resume. Oh, um, the, uh, <laughs> but now, I mean. Not if I wrote it, Chris. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's why you're, that's why you're the professional at this. Um, and so now, you know, I, I was reading, I think the other day that, uh, some of those Twitter people got laid off and they're coders and coders are usually in really high demand, but I think they kind of got surprised by all the tech companies laying off and cutting the, cutting, uh, s- some people. Um, they went, they said, someone said it took them, uh, I think two months or a few weeks and they went through about 40, 60 job interviews. And now with the online stuff, you can't, you know, the, the, a lot of times the people are removed. So you've got to be able to make the best impression you possibly can and stick out from the pack. You absolutely do. Mm-hmm. No matter if, if you're a coder or looking to be a, a C-level um, business leader mm-hmm. and, and having worked one-on-one with so many people over the years, which we have, I know that even the highest level, most confident business leaders, when it comes time to figure this out, they're, they're at a loss a lot of times because they haven't done it in many, many years, if ever. And, and most people don't like feeling dumb. They don't like feeling like they don't know what they're doing. And sometimes people need an immediate solution, which is if you've been laid off and you don't have a lot of financial cushion, you've got to get to it quickly and and get to it in a way that's actually effective. And the, the great thing about your LinkedIn courses and your book is is people can feel empowered right away because when you get yes. laid off or maybe your boss writes you up or a boss, you know, micro, you've got one piece on uh, your boss is a micromanager, you know, maybe they piss you off, they say something funny, you know, you, you can kind of feel like, hey, I just got punched and, uh, and, and it, you know, you kind of get a little lost in that. And so the great thing about having action items is you can get right on board. You talk about think this, say this, you know, what next, how to deal with this thing. Here, here's a section, your boss is a micromanager, what to do. Um, interesting, you didn't put punch them in the face on the list, but uh, I guess that, that might be in the not. do not. Do not do that. Don't do That's that. A, do not do that. Then you're going to you're going to be looking at a different do this not <laughs> that scenario. That's a whole what di- happens when you get dragged into HR? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get arrested? There you go. Uh so you and your coworker just don't get along. That sounds like uh, the part that I should be reading. Um your team is <laughs> I do not play with other people. Uh your team is understaffed. And uh, here's another one. You're experiencing burnout. A lot of people have been experiencing burnout oh, in yes. today's world. And like like kind of the journey you went on uh, and people were doing and what they 
you know, quote unquote, called the great resignation, people are analyzing their life, uh, balance and work balance and going, yes, absolutely. Is this really my passion? Do I really want to do this? And, uh, yeah. Uh, so talk to us a little about that. What do you, what do you, what are you seeing in the job market when you're consulting with people? Uh, are these Gen X people that are taking over the job market? I think they'll represent 30% by 2030 of the job market. Or maybe it's 50. It might be half. I think it's half of the market by 2030. They'll represent half. And, of course, the world's probably going to end. No, I'm just kidding. What, what, is, what are Gen X people thinking and you're seeing in the job markets, I guess? <laughs> it's it's beyond just Gen X. Uh, or Gen Z. Gen, oh, Gen Z. Are Gen we talking Z. about Gen X or Gen Z? I'm Gen, Gen Z. Z. It's Friday and the brain went woohoo over the weekend. <laughs> I don't know. Gen Z, uh, really, there's really not that much difference in the core themes of what professionals worry about mm. when it comes time to either making a change, navigating a challenging workplace scenario. We all, as humans, have a lot of overwhelm around this topic. Mm. We all have a lot of self-doubt. And, and I'm talking incredible people. We have self-doubt. We're nervous about doing it wrong. Mm. And also, Chris, one of the challenges is, and, and I say this knowing full well that I'm in this industry, is there's so much advice out there for people who are making career changes or navigating workplace situations that it's very hard to know, is this good advice? Mm -hmm. Who, who's telling me this advice? What's, what's the basis of their expertise? And, and should I, should I follow it? And, mm. and when you're in a place of tension, whether that's because you need a job or you're dealing with a, a, a situation at work that's really causing you a lot of stress, you want to just grab at information, at help. Google me some, some immediate help, please. Mm. But again, a challenge is, is there's a lot of disparate and contradictory advice out there Um which whether you're Gen Z or Gen X or anywhere in between, it's, it's tough. It's, it's challenging. And I think more people are looking for, you know, that thing that is going to fulfill them for a lifetime. I think they're, I think they're more interested in not just a job anymore. They're interested in something that, you know, I'm really passionate about this. You know, one of the things I wrote about my book and, and I talk about to people is my first companies, I was just kind of an investor in or a startup uh, person. I, I, I love being CEO. I love being a problem solver. I love being an innovator. But I didn't like any of the businesses that I started. Um, I loved them as my babies. But when it came to their business itself, I didn't love them. I wasn't passionate about them. I wasn't passionate about owning a mortgage company. I wasn't passionate about uh, creating a, a career company. I wasn't uh, a passionate about creating other stuff. There wasn't like a love to it. A lot of entrepreneurs, they get started with a, a love for something. Or I think people go into a business they love, like nurses. They care about people, doctors. They care right. about people. And, and they're like, hey, I want to help people. I kind of enjoy making people's lives better, saving lives. You know, they, they find stuff there. And uh, so I think more people are maybe on that journey than ever before. Would you uh, agree with me on that? 
I would very much agree with you that people are looking for meaning. They're looking for a way to be both present with family and find fulfillment in what they do professionally, which is the age old challenge. I know, but interestingly, have you ever read the book? So good. They can't ignore you by Cal Newport. No, no. So Cal Newport is a computer scientist out of Georgetown. And for his PhD dissertation, he studied the the mantra, do what you love and the money will follow or follow your passion. And what he studied was, do people who report long-term career fulfillment, are they the people who did what they loved and the money followed? Mm. And really fascinating was that he found through his studies that there's often an inverse relationship between those who just decided, oh, I'm just going to follow my passion and those who felt fulfilled long-term. So the hypothesis he came up with, which is the basis for the book, is why is that the case? And then if that is the case, who does end up finding the most career fulfillment long-term? Ah, so uh, taking from the title. Should I spoiler it? Uh, if you want. It's, I mean, it's not your book, so uh, you won't hurt say Well, the, the subtitle of the book is Why Skills Trump Passion in the Quest for Work You Love. Mm. And really what he's trying to get at is the best way to go about this. And, and, and he really changed the way I think and how I coach, too, is thinking about where you have career capital, whether that's education, experience, skills, all of those things. And then thinking about what am I trying to tap into that I don't get in my current vocation? Mm. Is it freedom? Is it prestige? Is it money? Is it flexibility? How can I take all of my career capital and leverage that to to get to those things that matter the most to me? Mm. You know, it's it, career capital. That's kind of an interesting term. Tell us a little bit more about what that is and what that means. Well, career capital is. So So I have a lot of career capital in, um, I understand staffing and recruitment. I understand kind of human stressors around job search and, and career change and career development. I understand marketing really well because earlier in my career, I was in marketing. I'm a really great writer. I went to school to be a journalist. So I have uh, the career capital that is the aggregate of my education, my skills, my experiences actually lends very well to what I do as a coach, what I've done as an author and, and what I do over on LinkedIn learning, because I, I have kind of a bundle of capabilities that allows me to do what, what I enjoy doing and takes advantage of everything that I've done up until this point. There you That's, go kind of the career capital aspect of it. Yeah. And so people need to invest in their career capital, I guess, and uh, develop it? No, it's more thinking about my career capital is my skills, my education, my experience that I already have. Mm -hmm. But how can I use that all in a new way mm -hmm. that maybe results in me feeling more fulfilled in my career? That's an interesting journey to go on. Uh, 
uh, and so by doing that, what you say is maybe open yourself to different possibilities or different job titles or job paths, the career paths that maybe you wouldn't think of, you know, like, you know, if you're, if you're good at one thing, you're like, maybe there are some other things I should explore. Yeah. What maybe sits adjacent to that, that I'm not thinking of yet, Mm -hmm. but still would be a doable pivot. Mm -hmm. Like if I today right now said, Hey, Chris, I want to be a doctor. I have zero career capital in that other than the fact that, you know, I've put band-aids on my kids' skinned knees for 17 years, but I, I don't have any career capital in that. So that would be a crazy attempt on my part, mm-hmm. unless I wanted to invest in the time, the energy, the money that it would take to get there. So, so where do I have all this career capital? If tomorrow I wake up and I don't want to be jebjenny.com anymore, which I will, um, how could I, what could I pivot into that, that maybe the skills and expertise I have would be highly valued while I also move into something that maybe works better for me. There you go. I mean, it's, 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 I think people are realizing it used to be people would take a job, you know, Hey, I got to pay some bills and stuff. And I think paying the bills kind of puts a gun to your head for a lot of people um, when they lose a job and they need to get a new job. And sometimes they might, you know, make mistakes and take something they don't like because they're just trying to rush that. And your book can kind of help people understand more about how to how to navigate and strategize that a little bit better and get a better mindset to it really i think from the way you've structured the book correct and yeah. and to be clear there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a right now job if you have responsibilities and obligations mm-hmm. but the the trick is to not get stuck in that if that's not what you really <laughs> want to do is to to get your 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 bills in order and then still keep steering yourself towards something that's, that's perhaps more meaningful and fulfilling to you. There you go. And, and of course the big, the big uh, thing these days is this remote work or hybrid work or, you know, working in the office. Are you finding a lot of the job applicants you're working with or people are seeking new careers and stuff? You you find there's still that battle going on for a lot more people want, want that remote work. It's a fairly hot topic right now, wow. for sure, because there are organizations that even those who hired people under the under the promise, if you will, that this was a remote job, that now they're making decisions that, hey, we really need you to come into the office at least X number of days a week. Some organizations are discovering that their employees through COVID moved and didn't indicate that that was what they were doing. And so they're saying, Hey, it's time for us to have you come back certain days a week. And they're, they're running into some, some snags with that. And yes, for sure. There, there's a lot of adjustment going on with that right now in the marketplace for sure. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I, I remember there were some companies, I believe Twitter, if I recall rightly, was one that told on the employees, hey, we're going to, I think Jack said, you can go, we're going to do this forever. If you want to work at home, work at home. And then, of course, they got bought out by uh, Elon Musk. And, and he's like, no, claw back. We, we need everyone back in the office. And it's kind of interesting. But it, it's been interesting as the dynamic of the United States has changed where people have moved around the country. I know a lot of people who moved out of San Francisco and L.A., 
um, you know, the, the price of everything and the quality of life, you know, spending four hours a day in a car doing uh, traffic, uh, you know, it's a whole lot different if you can come home and spend time with the family. Uh, if you're not, you know, those four hours or four hours, especially when yes. you know, you're, you're at work for eight hours and then you sleep for eight, eight hours if you're lucky. Um, and people have gotten a taste of that yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to give it up. <laughs> they don't want to give it up. And what if you as a company have proven that you can be effective as a company, as a team with either a remote or a hybrid um, setup, it's hard for professionals, people on those teams, if you say, okay, now it's time to come in mm-hmm. every day of the week, what's the justification for that? And, and is it, is it a fair justification? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you see as uh, markets that are hot right now? What are people, or is it the remote thing people are looking for the most? Is it, is it any sort of specific sort of, uh, uh, are, are people looking to be entrepreneurs more or do the career pivots like uh, you did uh, or in, and other people? Uh, what, what do you think is the big thing that are, is most popular on people's minds right now? There are definitely more people than I've seen in all the years I've been doing this who are evaluating doing their own thing, mm-hmm. whether that's as a consultant or starting something. Um, certainly more people than ever before are trying to find ways that they can work from anywhere. Location independent is a big thing. And whether that's working remotely for a corporation or again, starting your own thing. Um, yeah, that's again, through COVID, a lot of people got used to being able to be anywhere and still work. Um, be at home with their families, be able to throw a load of laundry in halfway through the day or not have to drive. If you looked at the mileage on my vehicle, and I've been working from either a, a small office near my home or my home for like 15 years, you would think a 95-year-old grandma was driving my car because of how few miles I put on my car. I, I'm in the I, same venue. I started working at home after uh, we dumped off our partners uh, and investors, uh, what, 2004? <clears throat> and so everyone just, just kind of joined me. And, like, Geico loves the, Geico loves the, like, go, how many miles did you drive this year, Chris? I'm like, none. I don't have a wife and kids, so I don't have to go to the elementary school. I just have to chase dogs around the house. And so... They're always shocked. They're just like, how many, how many miles did you drive your car? And right, usually when I, right. when I, usually when I travel, I just rent a car. Cause then if it breaks down, I just throw somebody the keys and go have fun with that. And, <laughs> and it's fun to drive different cars. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it, plus they, they take so much abuse on the road, but it, it, to me, it's just like, it's being able to work anywhere in the world, uh, pretty much as long as you have access to Wi-Fi at certain times of the day. Um, is just wonderful and it's rich. And, you know, people have always talked about this sort of future environment where everyone's kind of a, a mindset and a course creator and sharing their wealth and knowledge, uh, that they have. And, uh, you know, basically we kind of come, come to this almost cerebral sort of society, um, that, that, uh, you know, sharing these, these brilliant minds and ideas. And I think, uh, COVID kind of helped really bring that, uh, uh, to the front faster. I will agree. 
but you would probably agree with me on this too. It also bubbled up a whole bunch of, Hey, I'm going to be a, an influencer. I'm going to be a, a course creator. I'm going to be a thought leader, which is wonderful. If you, if you do have rich knowledge and something of value for others, that would be incredibly beneficial in helping others thrive and grow and, and learn and think, um, but but it's a bit of the wild west out there right now. <laughs> definitely, yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, there's there's some people that you, you talk to that don't know a clue what they're doing. But I think that's you know prevalent in anything. I remember when I first got two hundred thousand people on Twitter. I I found a course creator one time who was selling a course on how to get to one hundred followers on Twitter. I'm like, wait, people are charging for this. Uh, and just for a hundred people, like, what are you going to do with that? But you know, I mean, this, it, you can, I mean, Barnum Bailey said you can sell anything to anybody at this point. Uh, so there's always a market for it. Uh, what do you see coming forward with 2023? What do you see the future, uh, in the job market for 2023 and maybe onward? Uh, you want to throw any, uh, predictions out there? Well, I do think we're going to see some topsy turvy still with tech there. Tech among others, where those organizations that really ramped up through COVID to accommodate the remote um, workforce and now overstaffed, we're going to see some movement there. Now, I say that, but I also say there's still plenty of opportunity out there. And what frustrates me, or it doesn't really frustrate me, it makes me feel kind of bad, is there are people who hear something like that and think, well, I'm, I'm, it's hopeless for me that uh, there's all this stuff going on in tech. I'm not going to find a job. There are always jobs. There is always a way there is always opportunity. Um, So even if you're in the tech industry or there's a lot of movement in recruitment right now too, because a lot of recruiters were hired to quickly ramp up some of these, um, pockets of industry that grew really fast during COVID and now they're not needed. There's always opportunity. So finding a way to make yourself stand apart, finding a way to really um, put yourself in the right places for, for some of those opportunities. Just don't get discouraged by the news. Now we also see uh, a lot of growth in markets that are um, geared toward what's going on in the world. So healthcare, obviously, we're, we're living longer. Um, we have, and I know I have, aging parents who are needing um, care, whether that's medical care or wellness care or residential care. Um, I think that that's that's a sector that's that's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's con- go ahead. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna uh, be that in the future. You know, we've got an aging uh, baby boomers. Uh, they're gonna need a lot more help. I know uh, my sister's in a care center. It's extraordinarily hard to keep people there, and the temp workers are even almost more awful than than uh, some of the workers going on there. Um, they bring in these temp workers, and they're paying extraordinary amounts of fees. That was my next question for you. You know, 
I, I was joking on Facebook the other day. I took a picture of Walmart who's, who's desperately begging. They have a giant sign out front of the, my local Walmart uh, saying, oh, we're paying $18 an hour. Please work for us. And I was joking about how, you know, two or three years ago, you know, we were kind of, you know, everyone was kind of this political argument online about how, oh, should we raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour? No, the economy will crash and blah, blah, blah. And, and now everywhere I go where I live, I mean, it's just people desperate for workers. I mean, I've even gone to restaurants where they've they've said to me, "Hey, man, we're having trouble keeping people in here." And yes, the Great Resignation has kind of created some things. Like, uh, you know, we had an author on who's in the in the medical field, and they've talked about how there's a decline in doctors. Not only with COVID, it's yep. driven people off. Yes, but just people wanting to go be in that industry because it's it's a hard industry. Um, you know, you've seen. Uh, I think what a couple of the great airlines have said they're not going to require college degrees for people to go to work for them anymore. Uh, so you're just kind of seeing this upending of college degrees and stuff. Um, does your book help people navigate the money part of, you know, getting paid and, and negotiating yes. that? Yes. There are lessons specific to that about if you wanted to um, ask for a raise or ask for a promotion and, and that is a, a challenging conversation for most people. So, so that it certainly gives the reader some ideas around how do I put my best foot forward or maximize the odds that if I go to my manager, if I go to HR and ask for this, that, um, that it's going to be a yes. Absolutely. It's been interesting too. They've they've had to start passing these laws. I didn't understand this was going in the marketplace. They've they, New York State, I believe, passed a law where you have to disclose the earnings. And I started seeing yep. this on, on California LinkedIn. too. Yeah, I started seeing this on LinkedIn where people are like, "Hey, this is really BS that we go through four to five interviews and all this waste of time, and you're not even going to pay me what I want." And I remember back in the old days, they would tell you what they were going to pay you. But you know, I don't work. I work for people since I was young. Um, and I guess that became a thing in the market to the point it became pretty toxic where people were disclosing it. But that's that's a new employee empowerment sort of thing that's going on as well. It's it's a great step in the right direction in terms of of the transparency is designed to lead to salary equity mm-hmm. um, for people of color, for women, um, for people with disabilities, and yes, New York City. Um, the state of California um, in January, I think uh, yeah. it is now the law, Colorado. So you're, you're seeing a lot of um, requirements for, for salary disclosure on job descriptions, but, but then also corporations who are based in those uh, communities or those states, if they have other locations, a lot of them are, are just universally going toward towards salary transparency, which is really nice. Yeah. However, it's a bit crazy out there right now. The the salary ranges posted for some of the jobs that you see, it's it's like fifty thousand to four hundred and fifty thousand. Oh really? Just, yes. <laughs> yes. So sounds like some gaming going on. There is some gaming going on. So we're, we're going to go through a, a, an adjustment period where where organizations who have long, I'll just say it, it, it they've held the cards in terms of the advantage in, in the negotiation, um, and they no longer have it. Some are responding in ways that 
are not super helpful. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like how you. I like how you frame that. Um, the you know it's it is interesting to me. The it, it, you know for the first time in probably forty years or maybe longer, there's empowerment now with the employees. And I think with the from what I understand of the math, uh, you can tell me I'm wrong years from now if I'm wrong, but I, I wanted to bet on it. But from what I understand with the math, I mean, like I said before, a lot of the baby boomers left the marketplace early. A lot of the Gen Xers exited early. Um, and the Gen Zers, they kind of want a certain fulfillment with their jobs, and they want to feel like it's more purpose-driven, I think. Um, and uh, and there's just an empowerment going on with the employees now. And so books like yours can help people empower them better, give them the knowledge and strength they need tools they need have a nice it's a nice reference sort of type book where like you say you can go right to the chapter and go uh my boss just said this to me today what do i do with that exactly Um, yeah and then you don't resort to punching them in the face which you should never do you should never do that you should never do that no (laughs) never do that just you can you can honestly get this book and read it cover to cover if if that's how how you read a book a lot of people do But yes, just as you said, it's a nice reference. You can have it on your desk. You can be like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck here. I don't know what to do. And and you get a quick two-page lesson that at the very least, it gives you some immediate ideas on how to proceed. And, mm. and how not to proceed. <laughs> and how not to do it. You know, I, I'm going to write a book on uh, do this, uh, don't do that, uh, on, on the life of Chris Voss and what to do as Chris Voss. And it's just going to be like, uh, a, a, it's going to be like one page. It's going to say, uh, 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 when you wake up, uh, don't do whatever you think is a good idea. And uh, <laughs> just shut up and do your work. You're Something doing like all right, Chris. I don't know. I suppose so. Uh, it seems to work for me, whether it's working or not. I don't know if it's, <laughs> if it's on the rest of I don't know. There's a joke there somewhere. Anyway, Jenny, uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. It's been really insightful to have you on. And uh, we've great talked talking a lot of great amount of things. People should grab your book. Uh, give us your plugs where you want people to find you on the interwebs and get to know you better. Yep. Jobjenny.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and in the LinkedIn Learning Library of Courses. Certainly the book is available at all the majors, online and retailers. And on Twitter, I am at JobJenny. There you go. And uh, order the book, folks. Wherever fine books are sold, just came out January 10th, 2023. Do this, not that. Career, what to do and not do in 75 plus difficult workplace situations. You can order wherever fine books are sold. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out, Jenny.